0: What is up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Bias Reality Podcast. It is your host, Olwal. And today I have with me someone who hasn't been on for a very long time.
1: <laughs> hey, this is Tosin. Um, what, what's up? How you guys been?
0: What's up, man? Welcome back to the podcast. Um, we also have, you know, someone who
1: has been on for basically every single
0: episode.
2: Hi, <laughs> guys. How you doing?
0: Welcome, welcome, welcome. What's been going on, guys? How's your week been?
1: Uh it's been good. It's been good. I think my food's are about to get here. <laughs> <laughs> Your
0: food's finally here.
2: <laughs>
0: what about you, Promise? It's
2: been a corona, a week, so we'll corona three weeks. So are not bro. Canberra
0: finally got their, you know, their first confirmed case. So you yeah, better be safe.
2: Yeah, no, it's one person, so hopefully it stays like that. been one person for the last three days, so four days. The
0: equivalent of one person in Canberra is like, you know, a 100 people in Sydney, because Canberra is so small.
2: (laughs) That's true, but still one,
3: so
2: hopefully it recovers, and yeah, we'll move on live, because we're not, you know, we're happy for it to just stay in Sydney, we don't need to Um, come down
0: here. I beg, please, we don't want it here either.
2: It's actually, I don't think it's as bad as, like, you know, the media is making it move. Like, the recovery rate is pretty high. Yeah, it is, but
0: at the same time, you don't really want to get it, do you?
2: Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Like, I wouldn't test my luck, you know. (laughs) I wouldn't turn around and go, yeah, I'm going to recover. Like, I'd rather not have it than find out if I can recover.
0: Exactly. Did you see the um, thing where um, they're giving, what was it, um, £3,500 to inject you with coronavirus?
2: Yeah, I saw that, and I'm like, yo... (laughs) What? <laughs> I mean
0: it's 98% survival rate right? So make money from it as well Why
2: Yeah but like If there's a chance Someone's gonna die 3,000 mm. fucking red
0: Yeah no, nah. That wouldn't even pay For your funeral man
2: Yeah Yeah no, nah, that's, that's bullshit So major the price Maybe 10 grand Will cost you Exactly
0: I mean 10, even 10 grand You know what I probably would do it For 10 grand Pounds I not do dollars so
2: slowly, slowly, I'm
3: not going
0: to die mm. No nah, man it's crazy <clears throat> That's disgusting, man. He's just grabbing his food. But before he even gets here, look, we're just gonna start without him. Um, I think the first thing I was even gonna talk about was like this whole corona thing again. Basically, like people are people don't want to get treated by you know doctors or nurses that are of Asian descent. Oh yes, yes, yes.
2: That yeah, yeah. I've seen that. That's madness. But like, like, I'm not even surprised. That's the reality. I'm not. I'm not surprised. It's
0: ridiculous, um, man.
2: Because somehow they've attached coronavirus to Asians, so if you're Asian, don't come near me. Yeah. That's basically okay. what it is. That, uh, that's that's the response. Because Some apparently, people,
0: coronavirus just grows inside you automatically if you're Asian.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's the response I'm for, I give. Yeah, I I I give but the reality is the way the media has portrayed it
3: mm.
2: has made it like, like the, the the way the news is, the, the way the news has been um spread around town is basically making it look like every Asian has got coronavirus.
3: Exactly. So,
2: um you don't blame... Sometimes you have to blame these people who just get every single, bit of, every single bit of information they can from the news because they believe whatever you tell them.
0: But then, and at yeah. the same time, like ignorance is still ignorance. Like There's a level of ignorance where you can be like, okay, cool, the media's done this year and I can understand why you would believe that. But to just stay and go... And these are like doctors and nurses, like nurses, these are people that are putting themselves at risk to, you know, make sure other people are better. And now you're saying because they're Asian, you don't want to get treated by them because what? They have coronavirus. Like, come Mm -hmm. on. There's only a a certain level you can blame the media. Like, the media isn't telling you that, you know, it automatically grows in Asians. Like, they're pushing, they're doing the whole fear-mongering tactics and that, but it's not to that level But then when you have people and it's mostly like you know, older white people as well who do those. Because Yeah, of course. Any opportunity to showcase, you know, all this their racial biases, they take it, man.
2: I mean, like, look, it is like I think whenever there's like a a little scare. Hold up one second.
0: I think Dustin's locked himself out. Oh
2: wow. Okay.
1: Okay, I'm back.
0: Right, we're back. So, um we were just talking about you know this whole coronavirus madness mm. and how you know it's also bringing out that whole racist, racist side of people and not not even necessarily like just you know actually no, there's no point sugarcoating it, man. I mean, technically, it is racist. It is pretty racist. But um, yeah, just again the example with the Melbourne hospital. And how you know the doctors and nurses have been treated, and I'm sure it's not just the Melbourne hospital, but that's like you know uh, one that's been in the media, yeah that we can see, and how you know people are people don't want to get treated by anyone that's you know Asian because apparently you know the coronavirus has found them somehow <laughs> yeah,
1: the, the whole thing the whole thing is pretty unfortunate, especially um I guess like I'd say probably the majority of my friends are Asian and like yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> so like yeah always oh, not even said very hard right now. Oh we know <laughs> we know we know But um
0: Maybe yeah. I shouldn't have let you in here because uh, uh, you probably brought coronavirus. But exactly, so so this
1: this is the discrimination we're talking about. Basically, you <laughs> know, since I'm you know one quarter Chinese and that, no. No. <laughs> okay, not really, but um, yeah, a lot of them have been like um have been feeling it a little bit, especially with the businesses um that they've been running. Mm. Um, they've said that obviously, aside from you know business being downbeat because people generally don't really want to go out, it's also um. Yeah, they do feel it a little bit like um, one time one of my mates coughed on the train and he said that people like visibly like looked at him and they were a bit, they were a bit, you know, uncomfortable and maybe low-key me too. No, I'm joking. <laughs> yeah, joking. I'm kidding. But um, yeah, definitely um, it is something that is quite prevalent at the moment. And, but I think with, I think like right now, I'm, I'm not sure like if it's getting any worse or so if it's kind of mellowing out, like everybody's kind of just afraid of everybody at this point, I feel. So, I mean, it's, it's still, obviously it's still not great, but and the whole situation is not great as well. So, um, but yeah, it's 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 pretty disappointing to see. Pretty disappointing to see.
0: Yeah, one hundred percent, man. And promise before um testing got back, you were saying something. Do you remember what you were saying?
2: No, I was saying like you know, I was saying that I'm not I'm not surprised. Like let's face it, like you know, when the Ebola you know virus broke out, it's still the same thing. But yeah. given that it broke out in Africa, you know, we didn't get to experience perhaps as much as much um. Racial, like I mean, there was still there was still yeah, we like, could still so, see it in the
0: media and stuff. Mm, how like yeah, you know, if you were African, yeah. everyone was just
2: yeah. there were still the comments and strange behaviors, but like you know, it was not as bad given that this is happening in Asia and like China is every country somehow is linked to China in terms of business and you know um, globalization and stuff. So Chinese people are everywhere. So like it, it's something that cannot be escaped and. And I think apart from like you know like you were saying like you know there's a level there's a level of ignorance and apart from the media sort of making things worse mm. like there are people in Australia who are catching police cases of our to toilet paper so
3: it's <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> apart from the racism there's a, there's a level of ignorance and just general panic mm. because of how this news has been you know spread out people and you see people literally being arrested because they're fighting over toilet paper. And, 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 and that, like, you know, you just see, it goes to show you, like the world is truly really coming to an end. Like why is toilet paper the most important thing? Like, you know, and you just like the, the general public is just in panic mode mm. and, and and that like the reaction, the, the reaction we're getting, that is like, you know, goes to show that, you know, as much as we are like, you know out here trying to be, like, you know, say that we in the are all humans, we care for each other, we love each other. this is a test and we're all failing it's pretty like we're failing like this this is a test of how much do you care for your fellow human being like there's a lady who had two trolleys full of toilet paper and this lady was literally begging for one and she refused to give her Mm. so yeah so let's like uh, it's easy to say all these things when everything is like it's easy to appear loving and caring when the world is okay but this little this little situation is like it's literally bringing up people's true colors
0: yeah no I was actually saying <clears throat> something similar to Thurston as well um before we started recording, I was like look if the if the world were to ever have like one of those zombie apocalypse and stuff <laughs> like in the movies, it would be mad mm. because people are already showing like the length they're gonna go for like you know little things like toilet paper right now. imagine in a world where you know you thought someone else could like you know infect you with like this thing that would kill you, which is basically Corona at the moment, but like not as strong sort yeah. of it's just no man. Like people would, people just show their true colors. Like you said, like this is a perfect test, and we're one hundred percent failing.
1: Yeah, we'll failing no yeah, we're
2: we'll failing miserably. And yeah, it's just and and you know you, you can imagine if you know the general public is willing to fight within themselves for for goods and commodities. Imagine how people from say China or people who look Chinese are feeling because. They, they can't even walk walk down the street without people looking at them like as uh, though the coronavirus is planted in them, mm. so yeah, and people forget like you know there are some of these Chinese people who have not left Australia in the last ten years, or for some reason they look Chinese, so they probably got corona um yeah, so it's like it's a bit concerning, but I'm just hoping that you know somehow some way this is all contained, and we'll go back and go back you know to our normal lives i mean a few weeks off work wouldn't hurt but it the way it's looking <laughs> in <Brandenburg, laughs> the way the way it's looking in Canberra, i'm not very hopeful but yes. yeah 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 we'll see we'll see
0: how it goes That's ridiculous like imagine someone told you you know last year that <laughs> we would be at a point where we are fighting each other for toilet paper <laughs> or yeah, we, like, we would be at a point where you weren't you couldn't just comfortably cough or sneeze <laughs> without everybody around you looking like they want to kill you
2: jeez and i think yeah sorry yeah yeah i was gonna say it's crazy like the year in general hasn't started off great. like as soon as we navigated the bushfires what's his name kobe kobe passed away and why kobe passed away now we're dealing with coronavirus it's literally just march
3: yep now
0: this year has been mad we've had fires we've had floods we've had big icons dying we've had musicians dying we've Mm. had oh my god
3: and
1: even, even in, like, you know, more low-key news, people don't know about, like, apparently um, in um, East Africa, they're having, like, one of the biggest um, threats. In, you know, locusts? Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. I yeah. saw that actually.
0: Yeah. You know.
1: So um, it's, that's huge as well. So I'm just saying, this does sound a bit biblical to me. Revelations. <laughs> Plague? <laughs> Famine? I don't know. Flood? <laughs> Flood? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but honestly, we just pray that, every, you know, that every everything ends up going okay. And, like, even... Another disappointing part of this whole corona thing is kind of shown us how, um, I guess, like the governments of the world are kind of ina- inadequate as well. Yeah. Like you can look at um, right. Scott Morrison. I mean, look, I don't try, I don't like getting too political, but this specific action was like quite baffling to me. So Scott Morrison the other day, like literally, I think four or five days ago, he was talking about, oh, I'm still going to go to the footy, but we should probably, you know, all building, you know, all um, gatherings of 500 people and more should be stopped and everything. And then, like, only yeah. after like everybody got on his back and was like, "Hey, this is stupid. Why would you tell people to do that?" But then still say you're going to the footy. Um, and then eventually, I think it was yesterday or the day before yesterday, he announced he wasn't going anymore.
0: But we already know that he does. He does not have sense. Yeah, so we already just, know <laughs>
1: this. During the bushfires, the like man my was my went to, in Hawaii, went to Hawaii, he took photos and that. Uh,
0: oh, you We're, know, it's just... we already know he doesn't have sense.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he doesn't appear to be the most empathetic person, but oh. yeah. I remember yeah,
0: the video circulating like, of him um, going to visit the Bushfire victims or whatever mm. and they didn't want to shake his yeah. hand man was forcing them to shake his hand <laughs> <laughs> he was for you he, yeah, only, he grabbed
3: their hand
2: I <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot there's a lot that can, that, that can be said about that um,
3: mm.
2: I think I think um he's still pretty shocked that he actually won the election so he hasn't sank in I mean because no one told him <laughs> well i think I think it's just it come to terms with the fact that he's actually the head of the country mm. <laughs> like
0: I was just joking guys
2: <laughs> because like I didn't really mean to contest, but hey yeah I am <laughs> mm. yeah because if you think if you think about it if you if you think about it like he i don't know like he's more very like he he's not very he's not the most proactive prime minister but he's more reactive, mm. and i don't think I don't think people like that because people want to see someone who who is, is like he's able to predict things and act accordingly and listen to advice and do yeah. as he's told. He's more he's very like he's very lethargic when it comes to public like public safety issues and yeah, you know, like, is, I don't know. It's very, yeah, very like, strange, but anyway.
0: This is not like, the first time he's doing this either. During the Bushfires it was promoting cricket.
2: That is true, exactly. yeah I don't mean like I, and the Bushfires is a separate topic. Like I, I think for me, like he he didn't, re- he didn't respond as well as he could have responded as a prime minister. But at the same time, I also think the media was a little bit unfair to him mm. in the way they just literally made it look like the fires are literally his fault.
0: I mean, when you're the, you know, uh, head of the country, you probably the same things you should be doing. But, you know, that being said, you know, back to the whole coronation and race, you guys also saw, you know, the guy who got attacked <laughs> in London east asian yeah guy. the
2: guy from i think it's he's, he's thigh or from singapore i can't remember yeah, he's
0: east asian but bruv what they did to his eye yeah. i looked at the photo and i was like, yeah. I th- at first i thought it was just like you know the media spreading fake news again so i looked it up <sighs>
2: yeah yeah I, I read i read that i read that and it's like again it's obvious because again the way the news has been portrayed is making it like like there's always a lot of ignorance already in the world and these are people who are sitting there thinking this guy's Asian, so somehow, some way, the coronavirus is going to be his fault, and they've really assaulted him. And you know, apparently, a, he might need some a, he the, might need some collective uh, uh, surgeries to hmm. fix the damage done to him. And you're thinking, how how are people still thinking like this in 2020? Like, yeah. how are you? Like, how is this possible? And he's out there, you know, he's probably just he, he was probably just going. By his day-to-day life, training, he didn't get corona, and oh, really fucked
0: gone. up his face, man.
2: Yeah, yeah, he got way more than he bargained for.
0: And here's just the dumb right. thing, yeah. This coronavirus is just showing how stupid people are. Mm. So you see a an Asian guy who you suspect has coronavirus, and your mm. your you know thought process is, hey, this disease gets passed by you know contact. <laughs> <laughs> Let me go put hands on him.
1: Oh no, I haven't thought about that. <laughs> like,
0: I'm confused as to how like how the human brain op- operates. Like, this is something that gets passed by contact. My man should have coughed on him. So, you've gone <laughs> over there to go beat him up with your hands. Oh. If he had Corona, guess what? now you have it too.
3: Crazy. And uh, yeah, and
2: there was, there was more than one. Like, I think there's a few. I think he said there were about three people who attacked yeah. him. Mm. The fact that three people at a given time in the same place can't think the same way is quite concerning. You mm. you just think, I, I, I don't understand. Like you know, if they eventually, like when they eventually get caught and they get taken to court, how do you explain your way out of that? How do you justify your behavior?
0: Exactly, especially in a place where there lo- lot- there are lots of Asians. You're beating up one Asian guy talking <coughs> about I don't want coronavirus in my country, bro. Who made you gatekeeper of the country?
2: right unfortunately
1: unfortunately i guess this is a case of like you know um you know one one bad apple can sometimes you know ruin the whole the whole bunch and like you know and another quote that like um i'd heard recently that made a lot of sense to me for this whole thing was that um you know one person is intelligent a person is smart intelligent but people are stupid and dangerous (laughs) so um this whole situation look it's still unfolding you know it's and um, I heard something about, this is probably the first wave of infections as well. They were predicting that through New South Wales, about 20% of the population were likely going to, you know, catch it. Yeah.
0: So... Probably like 1.5 million or something like that. Yeah. Are going to get coronavirus. So it's,
1: it's, it's and like, you know, I think yesterday they were at a hundred and something. Today they said they jumped by over like 50 or something cases. So uh, as it, as it progresses, we just hope that, um we just hope that people, that these situations that happen, especially that London one, like it is very upsetting because... For all we know, that guy could be just walking around his own den, and he just gets attacked. Well, that's you know, what like, he how was how doing he exactly. So and we just hope that these kind of cases are isolated, and people, you know, use more sense of the way that they move around.
0: Yeah, one hundred percent. Because again, this is like a perfect time for people to show love. You know, this is a perfect time for humanity to come together and actually show. You know what we're capable of. Instead, it's gone the complete, like complete one eighty. It's gone the other way around, mm-hmm. and everyone's just showing the evil side of them like just bringing out all this shit that is just not needed at a time like this like what what, what happened to compassion Like, just basic human dignity like, come on man
1: <laughs> man people people yes yeah, it's, it's sad i laugh but yeah it's completely sad this is really really sad but you know it's something that's still evolving so i'm very interested to see especially i feel like the next two weeks is going to be quite critical so um yeah, yeah, we'll see we'll see how responses happen if you get a bit more smart and stuff. I'm still waiting to hear if they yeah, can't schools that's, and whatnot.
0: That's crazy. Imagine <laughs> Italy on complete like lockdown. Mm. That's our whole country. Yeah, yeah. Italy right. shot. down. The
2: other day I was looking at flights to Milan and they are cheap as hell.
0: Did you buy one? <laughs>
1: no. <laughs> It's sort of a bad idea, hey, hey, the streets are going to be empty, you
2: know. <laughs> I, saw, I saw flights from, from Sydney to Milan on like $650. bucks. i am like, <laughs> no. Who man. the fuck is trying to go to Milan?
0: <laughs> tradic- like even just flights in general, bro. Because I was supposed to go to um, Melbourne on Friday for work. Because mm-hmm. like my boss and that were coming from um, America. Because of this yeah. whole Korean thing, like the company-wide travel has been... Stopped. It's been completely stopped. Everything's been cancelled. Unless it's like absolutely critical, Mm. you're not allowed to. Mm. go So obviously, my boss he couldn't come down anymore because that got cancelled. My flight to Melbourne. Everything we'd already booked. Flights booked. Hotel completely cancelled, and we can't get refunds. So you know that's money gone. But fucking Virgin, (laughs) (laughs) he's sending me like. Usually when I book with Virgin, you know, if I book economy, they don't give a fuck. Just let me be, Mm. bruv. I've had like three emails from them talking about are you interested in upgrading to business?
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, hey it might be experience. Why you do just get a return for the same day? You're flying flyers.
0: I'm not I'm not going. I'm not interested in upgrading <laughs> to business. It's okay.
1: Oh <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's getting pretty bad. I think even like talking about um the flight center, they've had to close like like, like a, oh okay. I don't I think it's a hundred stores. Flights until they said the parts are closed, but um don't don't quote me on that, I might be wrong. That's but, crazy. Yeah, so even flights are going really cheap and everything. Like I was reading this article about um there's not, there's gonna be a if so I was in when this pandemic ends, there's gonna be a window where you can travel and get stuff really cheap. So just you know keep your eye out for mm-hmm. that, you know.
0: This would have been a really good time to book those Afro-Nation flight tickets and all that ah, for put that going. Oh wow. But bro, they're probably <laughs> gonna cancel it. <laughs> <laughs> huh? <Afro-Nation. laughs> uh it's ridiculous man but moving on yeah still on the topic of racism yeah. you know, this whole thing with the um act prison we have our resident act person in the house mm. <laughs> if you can shed more light but yeah no it was just the whole drawing with like you know the what are they called prison officers yes oh uh,
2: the, the hangman the hangman mm. game. Uh, this was back in 2018 um where, like, at the AMC, is like a, a, an image is drawn that depicted an Aboriginal man yeah. hanging and other people on the boat sort of uh, celebrating it as as they sailed past. Um,
3: yeah.
2: And obviously, giving Australia's history regarding, you know, people arriving on the boat and, you know, colonizing the place and basically committing all sorts of crimes. Um, mm-hmm. But for something like that to be drawn um, you know in a government facility in 2018, with no repercussions, it was just it was, I, I I don't know I I didn't go as far as figuring out if something actually happened. And no, it, it and that's like it. yeah,
0: that's why it's coming up again in 2020 because it's one of those things where like nothing was really done, and like you know they weren't really doing much to investigate it. And it's like, come on, considering again from what I was reading, um, the guy in question, you know, is not really someone who like would be aware of like all the shit that's going on because like he has a couple of things going on mm. with him. But um yeah, it's just really insensitive, especially considering they knew exactly what they were doing. They've put this guy's name there. Mm. And then like you like Promise just said, the whole photo uh, image of like, you know, the boat going past and then one of the people saying, Yay. It's like yeah. why would you do that? And it's one of the things where obviously they're able to do that because they've probably done shit like this in the past and like, you know, they think that like, they have the power, like they're the law mm. or whatever, and they get away with this. except this time around someone has actually then reported it, whatever. Mm. But yeah, it's just the way – I think the way that it's been handled is what's been the problem. Like, nothing has really been done.
1: Yeah. Um, The whole case um, in general, yeah, as you – actually, it's good that you brought that up about, like, you know, it's the environment – there's an environment that must be there for it to be able to happen. Mm. So, um, yeah, this whole case has been pretty upsetting in a way because, um, you know, I guess as, you know, as an African myself, um, or because as a black person generally – you know, um, we the, the narrative nowadays is that like, oh, things are progressing well. We're seeing less of these situations happen, less and less and less. But um I feel that's more, of, it's not necessarily it's happening less and less, but maybe it's been more concealed in the way that it's been happening, especially with the, um I would say with the younger, younger generation, I haven't really experienced anything too crazy at all. Like I'm pretty sure all of us have our own little experiences as an African or a black person going through something. But most of mine have ne- ne- generally been with the older generation. Well, um with that case in general, and like no one report um with the reporting of it and the way that um discipline has been handled, it is pretty disappointing um I will always be um and it's also doubly disappointing because this is a place where you're meant to be re- rehabilitating these inmates you know you sub- yeah. if that's the attitude that you're going into it with in the beginning, how can you hate some how can you help something you outwardly hate in a way you know it's it's going to be something extremely difficult. It's kind of a paradox of being in a prison because you're meant to go there to be better, but then you know you get in there and your conditions are worse. Exactly. So it's um, yeah. In terms of um, punishment, like I would hope that possibly with the light coming on, so maybe somebody could reinvestigate it, and um, some maybe some form of uh, how can I say, maybe repatriate, not repatriation, but some form of education for those people who were involved yeah. in the drawings and everything just to you know getting them among African communities getting you know but I feel these things have been said over and over and over again I think it's just more about getting around and making sure that in an environment where this thing this sort of thing can't even like begin to grow or happen because to get to that point it must I'm I'm afraid to ask about like what else may have happened in the past before they get to the you know a lot of these inmates, they come out and talk about stories of being violated, you know, being racially profiled and everything. But, you know, we kind of shrug it off because, you know, they're prisoners, we don't care. Mm. But a lot of these, if that's the kind of thing that's happening, a lot of these claims may be legitimate as well. So it's really, really unfortunate and sad. So, yeah. yeah.
0: And again, just going back to the whole historical side of that, especially with this particular inmates, knowing all the stuff that happened in Australia... To Aboriginals, you know mm. the Indigenous people, all the shit that they have gone through, mm. and then making that a joke, making light of that whole situation. Come on, man, Let's do better.
2: Mm. Yeah, they definitely shouldn't. Like, you know, like, obviously, like, it, it's quite concerning. Obviously, have situations where government employees are meant to look after these people, and somehow yeah. someone wants to stop that from happening, and there's been no accountability so far, so it's a bit it's a bit concerning. But, it, like, even more concerning that it's happening in Australia, in the ACT, where we, again,
3: yeah.
2: everyone through the ACT has this place, where so everyone is educated, and everyone knows what's good, and everyone is a decent human being. But, yeah, but then again, like, it's a prison. Like, you know, if you're in prison, you're probably not a decent human being, let's face it. But, um, but, yeah, like, it, 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 it's only it's the fact that it happens, the fact that there's been no, no accountability whatsoever at this point. So, um,
3: yeah.
0: Well, just, um you
2: know,
0: Apparently, apparently the um what's it called? The ACT Minister for Corrections and Um Justice helped. So finally like, he's spoken on it now and he was just talking about how like, you know, it's deeply regrettable and frankly offensive mm. and he has expressed his views to the commissioner, saying like, you know, there's no place for that in the ACT correctional services. But the fact that like again promise mentioned, this happened in twenty eighteen. Mm. Why are you speaking on that now in twenty twenty?
1: Damage control. It's all it's all PR. It's unfortunate. It's all damage control and PR. That's what most of the things are nowadays. Like to see active action to happen. I mean, to, for actually active action to actually happen, we need like a lot of outrage and uproar. But it feels like this is one of the situations where you know they walk into a room and like, okay, cool. How do we deal with this? You're going to apologize, and then we'll give it a couple months. see what happens? And it's then like the whole Rudd Sorry, it. thing. It's quite sad. Yeah. Yeah. Damage control. I think. Mm. That's, yeah. No one's really looking to improve or anything. Everyone's just looking to. I mean, I hope they are. Like, I'm, I hope I'm wrong, but it least looks, looks like they're just doing. Because we've seen it happen over and over and over again.
0: Exactly. And I was going to say the same thing with the indigenous people. Like, this is not the first story that's coming out of prisons and detention centers. Mm. Like, there's, we, it's, we've, we've heard so much come out of you know these, um, environments when it comes to indigenous people and how they're being treated. Mm. And you would think, you know, we'd learn from this. Yeah. But now it just keeps happening time mm-hmm. and time again.
1: Yeah, and the other side of it is though that like I think Indigenous people like they're one of the one of the minorities in the country, but they actually make up like the I think the highest um, percentage of prison inmates as well. Yeah. So again, if it, if they're going into that environment of people that you know view them like that, like you're not helping these people at all. Everyone likes to imagine ah oh, you go to prison, you should why don't the people always ask why don't they clean up? Why don't they do this? Why don't they do that? But if you've already been down and you're in a situation where, you know your last chance of getting better, but you're also being put down in that place as well. Yeah. When you come out, you're obviously going to, you know, do what you're going to do again. It's very similar to the African-Americans in this, in, you know, obviously in America. So um, it's just, you think, yeah, as you said, like it's, it's pretty sad. It happens in the ACT as well, where, you know, things seem as progressive, yeah. but um, yeah, like I don't really know like a big fix because it just feels like a lot of the jobs as well. I guess another issue is that like a job is in prison, like, it's not actually hard to get a job as a prison guard. No, it's not. It's not.
0: And we also have to, um, from what you're saying as well, we also have to understand that there's also lots of, like, you know, ma- there's a mass incarceration of, like, indigenous people, mm. just, people just getting locked up and thrown into, the, like, the centers and stuff like that. Mm. So sometimes it's not even like they're in there because there's this, like, you know, they've done this ridiculous, terrible thing and they need to go in there and get better. Mm. But then when they're then put in there, and then you have guards treating these people like that. Mm. Bro, if you're not, like, it's just gonna go full circle yeah. because now, like you said, they're gonna come out and-
1: guards. Are, guards that aren't properly trained. That you know, it's it's not. Um, look, it's not that. Diff- I think you need a certificate to become like it, you can get a test certificate of correctional services to become a correctional officer, and then you're dealing with the most vulnerable people. Yeah. I, I have it's, no it's, idea, like it's, the it's, process. It's, it's, to a, it's become, a broken system. I have no idea what the system. process is to become one, but mm.
0: like you said, it's pro- doesn't. I don't think it's that hard. No, no, no. I, don't
3: think,
1: I, don't, I looked into it recently. Once, once upon a time. But- <laughs> Uh, you know throw back to um year 12 and looking at other careers when i thought my hsc what, was gonna go to shit
0: you wanted to be a professional <laughs> service officer
1: hey you just gonna look up you know what jobs that can make me over 70 grand a year <laughs> <laughs> search it up on google interesting things will come up <laughs> yeah but yeah we're not making light of the situation is quite yeah. it is very sad though but no
0: just thinking of that as well I promise you work like, mm-hmm. in terms of like working that like you work closely with like you know the cops and all that stuff. Do you like doing much with like the prisons in that?
2: Uh, with with, uh, with the with juvenile detentions, so, like the juvenile prison, yes, like the the youth justice side of it, yes, not with the adults. And like like I, I, from time, from time to time, I have adults, I have clients who do it, but I don't really have much to do with the adults. Yeah. Um, det-
0: and on the juvenile side of things, like how would you say, like you know, the kids getting in there, like are treated?
2: Oh, I I think compared to Australia like the rest of Australia, I think A C T has a pretty good record. I think I think um I go there at least once a week and I see for myself how well the kids are treated in general generally I think yeah. um, I think the A C T government's done a good job in terms of um youth justice. I, I think I think there was a survey done at some point last year and I think A C T had the best um sort of um the, the the best um, record in terms of uh, the the risk of young people reoffending and and whatnot. Okay. I, I think I, mean, I think a lot of efforts been put put in there to make sure that sort of you know juvenile offending is not like a big issue, yeah. like the way New South Wales and Victoria to be specific. Um, but yeah, like I, I I think I think in terms of the justice side of it, I think the government's doing pretty well because it's easier to target and, and re- rehabilitate people when they are yeah. younger. Then it is to obviously rehabilitate adults who are like in their 40s, like it's almost a lost cost, really. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I, I can't really think yeah. of it as a particularly terrible situation.
0: And yeah, know? like hearing that and you know, understanding how in the ACT it's something that they actually try to do and they have like you know, best records, and that it's then even more disheartening knowing that stuff like this is coming out of the ACT,
2: mm. yeah, yeah. So you can just imagine what is what like what's happening in New South Wales and Victoria and Queensland because Queensland is pretty mm. really bad and you know, um prison, prison issues and you know the racism like racial like discrimination and all these things. Like if you look at the statistics, you know that you you can see that like, you know, even the like the juvenile detention in Queensland, like is it it's it's pretty bad like the the, the records coming from England is not something that you know a developed nation will will, will be proud of, but yeah. again like you know it's hard to compare these places to the a c t when we're very like a c t is very small compared to all these other cities um so in in terms of what like you know manpower and you know the workforce and facilities available, it's easier to get around that in the a c t because of how small we are compared to cities where like you know they are so
3: many
1: people mm. okay yeah i never thought about it that way before yeah that's, interesting.
0: yeah that's good but yeah hopefully man like now that this stuff is being talked about there's actual like you know education and just steps put in place to make sure shit like this does not happen again mm. because again like i said previously if they're that confident doing this stuff chucking on the whiteboard and then you know laughing about it and just leaving it there it's it's stuff that they've done multiple times mm. it's clearly stuff that's been happening and no one said nothing about it, no one's done anything about it. So they're obviously fine with just doing that whenever they feel like it. Mm. But yeah, now that it's actually like, you know, coming to light, hopefully they learn from it. But hey, people don't know how to learn, man. I mean the <laughs> fact that we're still talking about racism in 2020 is a perfect example of that. Yeah.
1: Don't worry, look, our generation, we're gonna hey, we're gonna pull through. I'm 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 confident. I'm confident. He's uh, rolled his eyes at me. <laughs> he just rolled his eyes at me. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh man. We can't be we can't be negative, man. We gotta we gotta hope. <laughs> All we gotta is hope. You know, if, you, if you're too lazy to hope, I don't know what else. <laughs> uh, uh, we need to work
3: specifically.
2: I <laughs> think I think to be realistic, to be realistic, we're always gonna have this issue. Mm-hmm. But I just think the best we can do is to do work as hard as we can yeah. as a society to educate people to help. Better the understanding around the issues, surrounding issues with, like you know race and racial
3: discrimination
2: mm. and bias and all this, you know, yeah. like prejudice, and other things that come with it. Mm. Um, but yeah, I just want to see a situation where we we'll live in a world where people will not be judged based on what they look like. It, I like I, you know, I I could be pessimistic, but I think it would be very unlikely that something like that is going to happen anytime soon.
0: Mm, 100% agreed. But yeah, still talking about race. So let's move continents and go all the way to, you know, Europe, the UK specifically. The man, dem and that. You know, we have our um, residents, British citizen But the things in that. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Tussin.
1: I don't know if we're going British anymore after Brexit. I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but yeah, no, look, yeah, specifically, I wanted, like, you guys saw the Brits performance, you know, mm-hmm. Dave, bruv, that man is amazing. Oh, man. So talented. Yeah, that was,
2: that was, that was brilliant.
0: So talented. Bruv, how old is he, 20?
1: Yeah, man, is younger than me. Yeah, it's, Top, it's crazy. Have you seen him on Top Boy? Crazy, man. Oh, and,
0: bruv, the, like his album was my favourite album of 2019, hands like down. Drum, the number huh? of times I listened to that, yeah, was crazy. And, Funny enough, Black was actually my favorite song on the album. Mm. Let's talk about that. Oh,
3: God. <laughs>
0: the Brits. So he gave a performance, yeah. And, you know, he did his song Black. That song's been out for a minute now. Mm. But then at the end of it, he added an extra verse. Mm. You know, so when he stopped playing the piano and stood up, that was all new. That wasn't part of the original song. And, you know. He's talked, He's basically just come straight up and been like, our prime minister is a real racist. Like, man, just said this straight up. Mm. And then he's just talked about how the UK is racist and all the shit that they need to do better and yada, yada, yada. Fast forward <coughs> now. Like, you guys listened to the song. Let's talk about the song first. What did you guys think? Look,
1: you, you, you go first. Promise you go first. Yeah, I
2: thought, like, you know, and I'm not going to lie to you, like, yesterday was the first time I listened to it. and <laughs> I listened to it again today. And I thought, wow, like he covered a lot of, like in four minutes, he literally covered what the problem is in this, in a place like, again, the UK. And I think it's very important that, you know, someone in there said that, because it's very easy to get dismissed if you talk about racism in another place when you've yep. never been there, you know? So it, it was very, it was good to see how he literally, in the most, uh, um, natural, way. like he 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 made a lot of points that like you know you don't have to experience it to to understand where it's coming from. Like yep. you know, talking about being innocent before proving guilt, being guilty for proving innocent if sense skin color. Talking about having to defend your family from a young age because your your father is not there. Talking about you know you know your skin color determining how the police would treat you yep. and all these things. Like he, he he covered it in that song and. It's very hard. Like, you know, like when we did our episode on, you know, East Australia racist, and I did remember saying, like, I I wouldn't say the country whole always racist. By the same time, I made sure I highlighted there's there's a lot of racist things that still happen to a lot of people who are still racist. Yeah. And, like, it, it's very hard for someone like that now to come up and say he doesn't think the UK is racist, you know. And the, the, the backlash he got from that was quite astonishing. And, it's, like, you know... People who always try to say sort of, you know, tell your story, speak your truth. Yep. But as soon as you do something that's outside of your own truth or you tell your story, you, and they don't it doesn't align with their story, they sort of almost, yeah. you know, make you look like you're trying to victimize yourself. they they they, they just downplay everything and that's obviously the response you got. And this is someone who's twenty years old telling the story. You don't have to agree with him mm-hmm. but you don't have to attack him. Like you don't have to then racially attack him, or, like when he's coming up to say this is, you know, like it's all those things, like like using racist remarks to respond yeah. to the fact that you know, you're racist.
0: I'm not racist, but you know, oh. I'm gonna t- yeah, I'm gonna like, say some racist shit to oh, you to God. show you that I'm not racist. Oh, that
2: statement. Yeah, yeah, like it, it's quite amazing. Like you have a 20 year old who has done, um, who has literally produced one of the most brilliant works in the last few years, and because it says something that you may be guilty of if tundur, you're turning it around yeah. to make it look as if it's you know, his line or he's a bad customer. he's just playing the race card or, you know it yeah, it's not okay.
0: Like they said, well, man, white yeah. fragility.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, look the, the, the whole situation, I guess I can come at it from a bit maybe a little bit of a different angle. Um I was born and I would say raised in um South South East London, um, Peckham. So um yes, yeah, so the if you look up the area itself it does have a If you know, um, what's the name of this um, rapper? I forgot. He did a song with uh, Drake. It got really big. I forgot his name. I'll remember it later. But um, yeah, it's not not necessarily a safe area. It's it's seen as quite dangerous. So um, definitely the song, it does um, strike a chord with me because it's kind of like it just brought back flashbacks of like, you know, the past because – in that, area, in that area specifically, or like that the, that area of... Um, because what happens with London is quite interesting. So um, with London, UK, most people don't, you know, they'll imagine like, you know, Buckingham Palace. Um, they'll imagine, you know, Big Ben and everything. But literally, like from the... the like, I guess the more dangerous suburbs are actually like they line the outside of the UK. So normally it goes... So most places here, like for example, in Sydney, the closer you get to the city, the, the safer it is. And then the further you get out. But in UK, it's a lot different. If you actually get further away from London, it actually becomes more affluent. It's more of a money area. Mm. But the closer you get to the city, then it actually becomes a little bit more dangerous. So um, I'll just skip most of the history stuff. But just generally, like, that song really does speak to me. Because um, in the area that I lived in specifically, like, this, yes, there was, um, there was uh, drug culture. And there definitely was, like, a lot of violence. And um, probably the biggest thing was the, um, the knife crime which is something that he touches on quite a lot. And That's still a big thing right now. Yeah, and um, like it was – honestly, we've had like – I think we had like – in the year that we were leaving, we had like what in that year, like three people stabbed in my street. So um, it's, you know, hearing ambulances running through the night and, you know, the gang culture and everything. Behind it, generally, everyone just imagines that, like, oh, these are just hooligans wanting to go and, um, you know, um, hooligans just going out there and just being dangerous and just attacking poor people. But at the end of the day, it's kind of like – you the system over there is built in such a way that you stop opportunities opening up for these young kids young black kids in order to thrive into six and to succeed if you come from a certain area and you um if you come from a certain area you're kind of already disadvantaged as is right and um with the uk specifically like we can um in the uk specifically especially with um all the traffic that comes in with people coming from other countries it's very easy to get in there and out it's very competitive in in terms of getting work in terms of um you know in terms of getting work and in terms of like t- having an ability to thrive so if you're already in that situation and you're struggling to get a job and you know maybe you ha- you're not getting support at home for example maybe you you know father issues mother issues single parent orphan whatever um and you're obviously gonna need to f- to face something and, f- and to find some form of you know stability and safety and the gangs are the way to do that now. Yes, people can look at it as negative and everything, but at the end of the day, it's kind of like you're giving these kids no other option in to progress. Now with Dave Song, um generally, um, he touches on all of that and he tries to put forward ways of fixing it, you know, empower these kids, give them um opportunities to um I guess give them opportunities to progress and give them opportunities to express themselves in a safe way. But um the reason he the problem is that the government doesn't necessarily fund those kind of programs which will help empower these kids. And then we just get like a whole spade of violence, knife knife crime and everything. Because if the kids, if that's all they know, that's what they're going to kind of go into and the drug culture and everything. And, you know, if you want to get like a bit of a taste on it, like you can watch, you know, Top Boy and whatnot. Mm. It's, yes, it's dramatized. It is heavily dramatized to a degree, but it really does um, speak to what living in those boroughs are, you know, the, the big apartments, you know, living on welfare. Some parents, they have issues with the, with the um, you know, with visas and everything. If you're a child... In that environment, you're going to need to, fall, as I said, you're going to need to find some form of stability, and the gangs do do give you that. And yes, like um, he actually made another quote. I'm uh, sorry, I'm a bit ranting a bit here because I really respect Dave. No, I keep going, man. Because um, he made another quote. It's like the only it was one of his songs was talking about um, the only rich black men I know are footballers yeah, yeah, yeah. and rappers. And only
0: anyone my age. Yeah. Anyone rich in my age is American, kicking ball or inherited.
1: Yeah, exactly. Beautiful. So as soon as you hear that kind of thing you need to, people can look oh that's just a nice bar but if you think about it you, it's actually a quite deep because it's, it's true it's completely true and the other, only other people that i know that you know attempt that are making it at that age you know yes they're the people that are grinding at uni and everything the other all the vulnerable ones who may not have had that opportunity to express themselves are in the streets and they're going to be wanting to make their way maybe they're looking for some more territory or something they might you know they call it chinging, mm-hmm. <laughs> they might ching a you <laughs> um, ching a you means they might stab a kid, but you know, I mean not a kid, but stab one of the, the ops, I, I'm talking too much slang right now, <laughs> but you know, um, I just run back through it, because I'm going off the way too long right now, but yeah, I was just generally saying like, Dave speaks on um, a bunch of issues which do need to be fixed, and him culminating it and saying that like, you know, the Prime Minister of Races and everything, look, me personally, I don't, Believe that maybe Boris Johnson is a complete racist, but the problem is that the establishment which he is built around is quite racist in the UK. So, I mean, he's done
0: some fairly racist shit, like, although he said some, yeah, you know, yeah. Fairly racist shit. yeah,
1: but yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty unfortunate. But yeah, um, definitely, my my on the Dave song, it's it's a great song, and those that are coming out against it as well think back to when Kanye West did his old, you know, all days song and All Black. Mem- I don't know if you people remember when. I think that was one of the previous Brit Awards, like 2012, 2013. And then um, someone went on the news and was like, oh, it's just so scary seeing that many black people yeah. on the stage and everything. So it's just like, hey, they're going to be hating. They're going to be... But keep, hey, keep hating. Keep hating. Let, let it keep bubbling up. Let it keep getting out there. Because those that have minds and that could listen will get this kind of stuff, unfortunately. Yeah. So... You know, no, it's yeah. good that
0: you you know mentioned all of that, you know, how like, again, given that perspective from someone who's actually lived there mm. and, you know, all the stuff that Dave has actually like put into that song. Because one of the things that came out of this yeah, out of his brief performance, was white people complaining that it was racist. <laughs> <laughs> white people complaining that the song was racist. Mm. Apparently they got like over 200 um, complaints. And they just ignore them <laughs> because it's dumb. <laughs> like, imagine complaining that a black man speaking his truth is racist. Like, I was even reading—I was reading comments, you know, online from like reviews of the song, and you know, white people coming in and saying, oh, he's going on stage and you know saying shit like this and shit like that." Da 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 da. That you know, if a white person said that, it would be different. And I'm just like, really? Uh, come on, really? There's nothing this guy has said yeah, in that song if, that wasn't true. In what
2: world do the white person go out and say, and say that and say racist things? Like, no, like what, what I mean, like, like, you know, like those people saying if a white person came out and say, there'll be complaints. Actually, that's not the truth. Like, and obviously, we'll get to it at some point, you know, with the whole Stomzee and Gary Neville issue. Mm. Um, the, the, the sad reality is that, like, it, it's weird how, you know, you talk about racism, right? Well, people are more willing to listen, listen to racial concerns and issues surrounding racism when a white person is talking about it.
0: Exactly.
2: Even though this person is almost certainly never experienced it, but this person is empathetic enough to come and say, hey, although I'm not feeling like, you know, although this is not a me problem, really, like it's not affecting me, this is not okay. Well, I'm more willing to listen to that than a black person saying, hey, this is my experience. Is what I've experienced, and I don't like yeah. to stop the it.
0: Difference, I think the difference with that is like when it's coming from a black person, it's coming from someone that's actually experienced these things. So now these people feel more uncomfortable because now yeah. they feel guilty. You know, it's like it's, it's kind of – they take it as an accus- accusation. Because imagine, like, yeah. anyone who is listening to the song, you know, Black by Dave, it's basically – it's a great song. Like, he basically just articulates the feelings of black people all over the world, not just in the UK. You know, when he said, you know, yeah. it's working twice as hard as people you know you're better than mm. because you have to do double what they do so you can level. Like, who, what black person around the world does not relate to that?
3: Exactly.
0: It's He yeah. literally just put in the struggles of black people. And now to think that white people are sitting there watching this stuff and thinking, oh, my God, this is so racist to white people. I mean, one, that is impossible. And two, like, really, that's what you got from that song. Mm. Man's talking yeah. about how, like, you know, the Granville victims from... Like, they they still don't have accommodation. Like, not all of them have accommodation. Yeah. Like, you know, the whole Windrush generation. Not, nothing's being done. Mm. And y'all are sitting on your ass, and all you can do is complain about the fact that he made you uncomfortable. Like, complain that it was, you know, it was racist. Because man came out and said, look, he, he's come out and said with his chest what everybody it else that, is feeling. Yeah. Mm. And this is something that we Ooh. also see happen a lot with Stormzy, because we know Stormzy is one of those people who, like he's not afraid to, like, voice his political opinion. Mm. Like, there was yeah. the song he did where he basically told Theresa May, fuck you. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
0: and it was just, like, and we see this all the time. He always gets backlash. And one of the one, one of ones that happened, I think this was, like, late last year, December. Mm. And promise, I remember talking to you when this happened as well, where um, he's been asked if the UK was racist. And my man's <laughs> just gone, oh, yeah, definitely, 100%. Like, that is just how... Like, I speak like that, too. It's basically... Yes, definitely. 100%, meaning, you know, 100% there is racism. Mm. Daily Mm. Mail has then run it and gone, Stormzy said the UK is 100% racist. Daily Mail is the
1: devil.
0: His son (laughs) is the devil. (laughs) I think it was either the son or Daily Mail, one of them, too. They're both as bad as each other. They've run it and gone, Stormzy said the uk is 100% racist and holy shit
1: uk media is a different animal i'm telling the, you bro the way different this happened, animal, like man. people
0: people that were verified on twitter like people in the political like polit- in the political scene and shit were coming for stormzy Hi, Piers talking Morgan. about hello <laughs> and they were just being like being straight up racist they were being straight up racist all in the name of we're not racist Telling them to, oh, if you don't like it, go back to your country. Like, how can you say the UK is this, the UK is that when the UK lets you live here. UK? It's like, really? That's not a racist statement at all. Mm. <laughs> I mean, come
1: on. I have a question though. Like, what do you guys, okay, so like, I think um, most of the reaction as you mentioned comes from, I guess, like a feeling of white guilt. What would you say would be the appropriate, what would you say would be, like, so with white guilt, what would you say would be the appropriate reaction from, let's say, a white person who, because look, we As black people, we can obviously talk about our negative experiences and um, you know the atrocities upon atrocities which you know unfortunately a lot of black people have gone through. But what would you guys say would be an appropriate reaction from a white person then? Because um, I, I, like, I've talked to some people about the feeling of white guilt. They kind of feel like they're taking blame, but they don't know what to do. So I think some of them um, react by just you know going against the sword. Of. What would you guys reckon would be the appropriate reaction to like a song to his song by a white person then?
0: An appropriate reaction to his song. Yep. Shut up and listen. Fair. Like, you don't have to react to everything. It's, the song's not about you. Yeah. It's literally mm. not about you. Yeah. So if it's not about you, why are you reacting?
3: <laughs> like, it's just one
2: of those things. Like, it, uh, um, when you think about it, like, your truth does hurt. Like, it. Like it, sometimes it's a bit of pill to swallow. And when when someone constantly says things that, you know, like, the only reason you feel a certain way about something is if you can relate to it from one end of it to the other, or the other. Like, if someone comes out and says, UK is racist, and this is why it's racist, there are two ways you can react to it. You can either go, um, like, let's take some of this example, like, you know, UK is racist, and blah, 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 blah. Black can come up and say, actually, yes, these things he's saying, I can relate to them. Right? So, yeah, I agree with him or actually listening to saying I can't relate to them, doesn't mean it's not true, but I can't because I can't relate, I can't come out and say the UK is racist. Mm. As a white person, you can come out and say, these things He's saying I'm white, and obviously I've never experienced it, but it's unfortunate because I've seen black people experience it. So it's true. Or you can think, actually, holy shit, like I've done some of these things, so does that mean I'm racist? Well, hang on, I'm not racist, but you saying these things, so I, I'm going to have to go defend myself. Mm. And that that's an issue. That that that's again the same thing happens like, you know, when people talk about sexism and, you know, any sort of like, you know, and anything that regards to discrimination. People will always examine themselves before they respond. And their response comes after of a set examination. And some of the responses are just like responses that are like driven with guilt. Because you can't tell me that you're a rational human being and someone is saying, This is racist. Here are my examples and you respond by saying go back
0: to where you're from if you don't like it. Mm. Yeah. It's like, oh, this right. is what the UK has done for you. This is what the UK lets you guys come in here or yeah, we open we up guys, our borders we like or we that. let you guys live here. You know, we let you guys, ga- like, we let, bruv.
2: Stomzee, Stomzee didn't really just appear and live in the UK. Like, his grandparents are pro-brother they
0: are slaves. I think his, I think his parents moved there and then, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, you can't turn around and say we let you live here. Like, you forced a lot of them there. Like, he forced all of him there, and like, I don't even know if something was from Ghana until all these things happened. And they wrote his full name, and I'm like, oh, okay.
3: Yeah, I only
1: found that <laughs> he made like one toxic person um, um, um abusing Nigerian Joloff. You know, <laughs> 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 I see your life.
2: I had no idea he was, was from Ghana until that Senator yeah. or that person said, oh, like, if he doesn't like it, he can go back to Ghana. And then I did my research, and I like, oh, he's actually from Ghana. Yeah. So I was like, wow. So <laughs> yeah,
0: not not so the amount the amount like- of racist shit I saw from that comment alone, and it wasn't like the fact that it was a misquoted comment, and then like it's actually good that they misquoted that because mm-hmm. now you can clearly see all the racists.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah the the whole situ- the whole the whole situation um, the British tabloids are. Like, there are different... Like, obviously, we can talk about what happened with Megan Markle as well, but that's, like, a whole different I actually was going
0: to, you know, touch on that as well.
1: Yeah, because, like, this whole thing, like... How can anybody... So, I'm going to go into Megan Markle, but we'll come back... I guess we can come back to it, but... No, no, it's still links because even when Dave,
0: like, you know... In Dave's song he did touch on that. It was, like, how the news treated Megan versus how they treated Kate.
1: Thank you. Yeah, exactly. And then, like, imagine... No, I don't get how people don't put themselves in her shoes. She comes into a family and everyone's saying, oh, she has to be able to deal with this. No, she's choosing to marry a man and then like the um, pressures that she's undertaking, she decides to be proactive and, you know, move against it as a good person because she has a young family and like just how toxic it's all been. Um, I remember like one, of, I had some tabloid person call her like uh, letting a monkey marry into the royal family. Just some crazy stuff. But it's, I would say British British media specifically – like if you think Australian media is bad I'm telling you British media is horrible I mean these are the same people horrible.
0: that let alter face the fucking Katie Hopkins yeah oh they let that woman exist on TV
1: yeah she go- she goes on morning TV and she like talks trash about they it. let that Muslims, woman exist on TV black people like, come any on. foreigners It's just it's, she's like if you imagine Pauline Hanson like times a hundred
0: oh, Pauline is like, learning even, yeah exactly <laughs> Pauline is learning where Katie Hopkins is. Yeah. Bruv, did you see the video of her where um, some dude, some YouTuber made up a fake award? Yeah, put the, And then you, yeah, got yeah, her yeah. to come... Did you hear the shit she was saying? Someone was recording it. I didn't I didn't,
1: didn't want to listen to it. This
0: woman is toxic, racist. Any word you... Bruv, any word you can think of. Holy... Bruv, I listened to that and I was just like, nah, this is fake. <laughs> I was yeah. like, nah, this is
1: fake. Yeah, and unfortunately, because she's so um, controversial, she and yeah. she gets. She, I don't even think like many. She has many supporters, but it's just polar. she does. That's the thing.
0: There's always this undercover. Goodness. Like, bro, yeah. this woman gets kept. Like the stuff that she was even going back to Meghan Markle. Yeah. She from day one, this woman has been on Meghan Markle, yeah. saying all these things about Meghan Markle. There was a video of her just ranting about Meghan Markle and just mm. insulting her and shit like that. After this whole, you know, her and um, Harry decided to leave. Yeah. Which is funny because like. She married into the family. Mm. You guys have been insulting her from day one about coming to your country, yada, yada, yada. Mm. Now she wants to leave your country. Mm. You're insulting her again for wanting to leave your country. <laughs> Make up your mind.
3: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's
2: crazy. It's like you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. Like, there was so much focus on Meghan Markle. And he, like there, there was this article comparing um, news headlines for Kate and for Meghan. And if you just tell, like, seriously... Like, they had an issue with the way she held her, like, her baby bump. Like, they literally had an issue with it. They
0: had an issue with everything that this woman did. It's
2: mm. like, this lady's pregnant. She's holding her own stomach. How is this even a need to I don't like, understand. Like, how is this a problem? She's cradling her baby, like, from my understanding, it was a, it's her a first break. I don't know if I'm wrong, but it's her first pregnancy. First like, child, it's yeah, so First her First child. And that's probably, uh, like, enough stress as it is. Why pay attention to the way she decides to hold her baby bump? Mm. Like it's
1: just British media. British, British media stays undefeated. I'm telling you, that's it's, no, it's crazy, it's man.
0: Scary. Like I actually agree with that because I remember even with this whole racism thing. Was it in 2018 when um Sterling spoke up about like oh, the whole Phil my. Foden and the other God. guys um, situation? God. Like the news. Like it's the same British media, man. Um, Phil Foden bought a two million dollar, home, two million you know pound home mm. for his mom or whatever, and they were like, you know, the media, the tablet was like. Oh, Phil Felden buys this for his mom. Yada, yada yada. It was positive. And then um what's his name? The black guy from Man He was also like you know playing in the under 23 away. No,
1: no. Okay, maybe he's not me.
0: But um no. he did the same thing. He spent the same amount of money to buy his mom a house. What did the headline say? Uh What what I can't remember his name, man, but it was basically he splashes 2 million pounds on a home for his mom even though he has never started a game. It was
3: like <laughs>
2: Oh, yes, 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 yes. Um, Come on. What's his name? What's his name? What's
0: his... Ah. Two players, same team, did the same thing. Mm. One's white, one's black, two completely different headlines. Yeah.
1: The whole British media is, I'm telling you, it's toxic. Straight up toxicity. And unfortunately, because, yeah. because, it's so, um, because it's so controversial, they get a lot of traction around the world. That's probably because everyone just looks at it like, I can't believe they posted that, but then what happens is when you read one, you want to read another, and that's how they work. So it, it's, I don't, yeah, like this whole situation with the British media and Dave. Like every, I think, I think most of these people know it's coming now. Like every, like for example, Raheem Sterling, like when he got the gun tattoo on his leg. I heard about oh that my here God. in Australia, God. and I was like, "Why? Why need you know about this?" And then
0: when you find like the actual meaning behind the tattoo and the shit that these people were posting, two yep. completely different things. Exactly, a black man got a gun tattoo on his leg. It's his body. Mm. Yet they turned it into something else.
1: Yeah, and I think it had like a very genuine, like family. Yeah, reason. Yeah. I think his
0: brother it. or something got like you know. You lost one of them to like grand violence. Or yeah, like that. yeah,
1: yeah. So, but the British, British media and then with, with Dave specifically, I think, I feel like they know it's coming now. I think it's just like they've pushed it to such an edge, you know, with everyone's forgotten like they these people hacked people's phones, you know, like the phone hacking scandal, like that happened, I think, like in 2010, it's like around that time. Like they, they push it so far that I think Dave probably knows it's coming. And I'm hoping that he has a very sarcastical way to go about it because I've never really seen them like when's the last time you saw them praise like a black person <laughs> <laughs> I can't I have, cannot remember everything yeah. I hear about it here in Australia is all negative and this is coming from a person who tries to keep in touch with some British media like frequently and I'm and I'm hearing about this stuff I'm like this is crazy honestly yeah like it, it, it's just
2: bizarre like he, he literally put two people in the same situation, two different colours, mm. and the, the, the response is different. Like, he, like he, like I can't remember his name for sure, but he's a young, under, he's under 21, the defender, he's, I think he's on loan, he's on loan at West Brom or something.
3: Mm.
2: And, yeah, the way the media is dragging him for spending that money, for splashing that money without even playing in the Premier League, it's like, this is a young man who's playing, playing football. Okay, he's not good enough to start for sitting in the Premier League. He's alone playing football. Mm. He's, earning money, like Everett at footballer, and he's spending money the way he chooses by buying a house for his mother. And your issue is that he hasn't started the game yet, so you should... Like, it's, it's so bizarre. Like, it's... Uh, Toisin, I can't remember his full name. Toisin, he's like, he's got a Nigerian background. um, And he's just... Toisin, Toisin, like, he's... Uh, yeah, is it, is it, like, yeah, like, he's a Nigerian... Like, I'm pretty sure he's a Yoruba boy. But it's, it's, like, it's concerning. Like, you know, with Raheem Sterling, like... So I mean, like even for, forget the um you know the the gun tattoo and all the the name calling and the rest of it. I don't know if you remember the World Cup when you know it was England versus Croatia, and Hurricane had that chance where he did pass to Sterling and
3: mm-hmm. you know
2: England ultimately missed out on the World Cup, you know, like in the World Cup final because Hurricane was selfish. Can you imagine if Sterling was the one who did that? Hey. Can you imagine the backlash he would receive if he failed to pass to Harry Kane? And because of that, he ultimately, you know, he ultimately yeah. um, caught England the chance in, this, in the final. Because, like, let's face it, like, they were very average in that tournament. They were doing they, they did fuck all. Like, they played very average teams. Mm-hmm. Their first rule test, they failed. Um, but obviously, they got to the same finals. Once you're in the same final, your chances are as good as anyone else. They took the leads. And Hurricane like you know, in against Croatia, they got to the they, like it was still one 0 and then they had this chance where right? if he had just passed the failing just two nil and that was the game. <laughs> but for some reason Hurricane obviously he always wants to be the the he always wants to boy. grab the head you know, he didn't pass and he missed the chance. And I looked at that, it was it was the shitty thing to do and every footballer has that moment where they should have passed and they chose to shoot they choose to shoot instead. But Sometimes I sit back and I think, "What if Sterling was the one who chose to shoot instead of Park?" Well, they hate—they
0: hate, they hate Sterling, and like, bro, the British media do not like Sterling, man. The number of times they have put that guy in there for like racial shit—it's—it's it's crazy, man. They don't like him.
1: And it's funny because, like, um, he's actually seen, like, in terms of like football fans worldwide, as probably being like the number one, number two in his position in the world. So, uh, like. Uh, the 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 reasons why they drag him so much, it obviously comes down to race, I have to be honest, because it does though, Like every yeah. time you
0: see it, there's always race racism yeah. related. And because
1: he's a he's a honestly like um if you look at his beginnings, like he local English boy, you know, he, he grew up um yeah, but he yeah, he basically grew up like as in that lifestyle managed to make it out as a footballer. And um just because he still relates with that with that life and he frequently um, you know, refers back to it. Like um, he's being dragged so much right now, it's it's the whole the whole with him staying. Like I don't know how that guy gets up in the morning sometimes. because some of the stuff I've seen about him, and then like that has been proven to not be true. Has been it's mm. too frequent. I don't know. Like if I had that much backlash, I'd be like, "Hey man, maybe this football thing, I gotta <laughs> <laughs> gotta put it down for a minute." <laughs> yeah, man. Good, but good on him, honestly. Good on him.
0: Yeah, no. But you're yeah, talking about football as well. Um, promise mentioned this earlier as well. And there was just that whole comparison between, like, you know, how Stormzy got called out and all that stuff for speaking on racism. And this is something Stormzy does a lot. He always speaks about, you know, how racist the UK is. Mm. But, like, speaking on that, getting misquoted for starters, and, you know, having all these white people come online to drag him. Even people in, like, actual prominent positions were coming online and being straight up racist to him, mm. all in the name of, I'm not racist. But then, our um, his name, Gary Neville? spoke about racism and everyone's applauding him because a white man yeah. spoke on racism. Like, which is great. Don't get me wrong, yeah. Mm. You should speak on it. That's good. Speak yeah. on it. But then the reception, yeah. it's whenever a black man yeah. in the UK speaks on it, they get backlash mm. and then a white guy speaks on it. Completely different it's reception. Okay.
2: Because I think it comes back to that thing. Like, you did, Like it's not threatening when a white man speaks about racism because at the end of the day, like, you know, it, it's less confronting because, you know, he is not. It's, it's something he has... It's he not has not yes. Yeah, he's actually, he's probably not No, not, not experienced that and he's just speaking from a point of view of, oh, I'm seeing this, but he's not okay. So we need to do something about it. Whereas the black man say these are things that are happening to me and you guys need to fix it because I'm not responsible for the racism, mm-hmm. right? And and it was crazy because I, I remember watching that game. I can't remember. Who, I think it was Chelsea. Chelsea was, I think that when Chelsea was playing against Spurs, and one of the Chelsea defenders, the the, the German guy, was well, he's African. He's got an African background, Antonio Rudiger, uh, mm. and he was racially abused by the fans. And Gary Neville came back, and it's just like he's like he basically says, getting get to a point where everyone needs to take responsibility for this. He, that that's racism. The media, the government, like something needs, the FA, like you know, the football association needs to start you know handing out you know fines, start closing up stadiums, and it's crazy that they can you know close up stadiums, you know. Because of the, the virus, but <laughs> when players are getting abused week in week out, now let's find a club that's making almost a billion dollars a year, fifty thousand pounds, mm. because someone in the audience did this. Like that's really not making any difference. Mm. Um, and the issue, the issue with that is, you know, Gary Neville came out and spoke spoke about it, and and the guy, the guy in the studio, like the host of the of the of the sports um. I can't remember. What I think it's BBC Sports World or whatever it's called. tried to shut it down, and he was just like, "No, do you know I agree with it? Like, why is he trying to tell me oh, not yeah, to yeah, talk yeah. about?" And when he, when he turned around and said, "Oh, these are not the views of Sky Sports," and yeah. you know, um, Gary Neville's view, and everyone's having a go at him for trying to shut down Gary Neville.
0: But then he came and, back like, and said that um, he had to say that like the people, like you know, his bosses yeah, were yeah, telling yeah. him to say that like it wasn't necessarily his views. He just had to say. It. Yeah.
2: He had to say it because he was being told to say that. And the issue is Gary Neville has done nothing wrong. Like, if, if anything, good on him for actually sticking up and saying what he thinks and not being afraid of losing his job or, you know, upsetting people in the media by saying what he said. But the reality is, if, say, Ian Wright, who is a, also a former footballer, have mm. said that, the reception would not be the same. Mm. Because the black man talking about racism, and the minute he starts talking about it, it's you Know the response of, oh, he's ungrateful. The white, you know, we let you play football for us. You did this, it's you got that. Play that for us. Man. And so, those things like, no one, no one, no one came up to say anything about Gary Neville being ungrateful or being, being like, you know, biting the hand that feed him or not, you know, not being thankful for what he got. It was, oh, wow, like a white man is doing something good. Yay, let's, let's, let's praise him. They even call, they but called we, it
0: an important discussion on racism. Yeah, like we haven't yeah. really been having this conversation for years.
2: And that was not a discussion. That was just Gary Neville just venting his views and leaving. No one responded to him. No one, no one said anything. So it wasn't a discussion. He just said what he said. And that was it. the guy. The host turned around and said, "Oh, like you know, these are not the views of Sky Sports." But when Stomzy, who is a black man, who is also a celebrity, who has experienced that level of racism, come out and say this is racist, they turn around and say, "Oh, he's ungrateful. Or if you don't like it, go back to air. go back to air." Talking no about, about how the, the,
0: the welfare system in the UK helped raise him. Yeah. And if it's better yeah. than what Ghana had to offer,
3: yeah, yeah, and I mean, it's
2: crazy, and, and that's where that white privilege comes about. Like Gary Neville and some of you can say the same thing, but because Gary Neville is white, it's okay. It's less I mean, it, yeah. it, 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 threatening. He's a hero. He's done something great for. He's, 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 done, he's done something great for the black community by by voicing out something. But then here are people who have experienced it. Just because someone is a celebrity doesn't mean he suddenly is immune to all these things. Just because, like, if anything, like, it's more important for the black celebrities to talk about it. Yep. Because they suddenly have a voice, you know? Like, they have a voice, and it's, like, they're making good use of that voice. But you're trying to shut them down from discussing a problem because they're now rich and therefore should be immune to all these problems. Like, it's so bizarre. Like, the thought process when it comes to acknowledging racism yep. is so bizarre. Like, Gary Neville is probably just as rich, even though like Richard Altonzi, because, mm. you know, he plays football for how many years for Manchester United? Mm. Um to... Go on. he said what he said and you know, like and he's all well. I'm like I'm not trying to criticize Gary. Like he's like I, I was actually quite happy that he did that. But again it got me thinking, like, why is he afforded the privilege of being able to voice his complaints about racism? Mm. And Slumsy who is also, who's someone of colour who's actually experienced it is not afforded the same privilege. Like why should Sumpsey have to shut up about something he's experienced? But Gary Neville is is is, is is able to talk about something
0: he's probably never experienced. You know, you, like mentioned, if- you mentioned something um, important there as well, like the whole thing about, you know, having money and being celebrity. Because I feel like there's also this massive um, misconception that they tend to have when it comes to British celebrities speaking on racism. Because one thing that they do tend to say is, uh, if it's so racist, like how can you call it racist if, you know, it made you rich? You know, we've, yeah. we, we we because of us, you have money, and you are complaining about racism, as if rich, as if rich people don't suffer from racism. It's like oh, th- yeah. there's no way you can talk about racism. Like you are exempt from racism because obviously, if it, if it was racist, no, they wouldn't we wouldn't be listening to your music. You wouldn't be rich. Da 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 da. da. You wouldn't be a celebrity. Yeah. So when a celebrity then tries to talk about it, it's like nah, shut up, man. What do you know?
1: Yeah I, 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 yeah, I think I think um, another aspect that comes into it as well is, um, I guess, uh, maybe a lot of white people feel that they identify more with Gary Neville and can feel maybe a bit more, like, I guess maybe they have problems um, getting ideas like that and um, statements like that from people that they don't necessarily identify with. I think that might be a root cause of why um, a lot of people maybe, I'm not going to say obviously the racists are racist, but... Obviously, the response that came from normal people around Blut being like, oh, Gary Neville did this. This is really great. I think maybe it also comes down to the fact that maybe they identify more with him as a white person. Maybe they can, they feel like they can empathize with his situation. Well,
0: in terms of racism, why are you empathizing with Gary Neville?
1: I know, I know, but I think like, like that comes down to maybe like some kind of base recognition. Like, as a, look, to be honest, as a black person, do you identify with the white with the, with the white person, for example?
0: Depends on what they're speaking on.
1: Well, I'm guessing that a lot of people, when it comes to issues of racism, they have issues doing that as a white person. Because I'm guessing, like, a lot of white people, whenever anything of race comes up, they are extremely uncomfortable. Exactly. Extremely, extremely uncomfortable. Like, I guess black people as well, we are uncomfortable to a degree, but the thing is that we have to deal with it so much. The only way we can really deal with it is by talking about it and, you know, figuring out ways to solve it so it stops happening. So I think. Um, maybe they identify more with Gary Neville in that way as well. I'm not trying to, And obviously, like, the British tabloids come into it as well with their racism as well. I think it's a, con- it's a concoction of different um, variables that come into it. Um, yeah, and I agree as well. Very happy that Gary Neville came out and said that. Um, anyone that comes out to support, um, you know, any actions against racism is, yeah. is taken as well. Yes, it is unfortunate that it came that Even though we've had people who've been talking about this thing over and over and over again, haven't managed to kind of break the mold or have been kind of you know put to the side and like you know been suffered racism as a result of their actions, mm. it's extremely unfortunate. But, um, I'm, I'm trying to look at this as like, is it would you say guys say it's like a net positive or a negative, or like maybe nothing's just it's just kind of like the same as it is always? What, what do you mean? So, um, we, we've made a comparison between Stormzy saying everything and Gary Neville saying everything. Um, now, with Stormzy's situation, that we know that he's been racially um, vilified and everything because of this, right? But I'm guessing it's something that he's probably had to deal with over his whole career, mm-hmm. right? Now, with Gary Neville coming out and saying this, and it's a positive as well, would you guys say... Um, when I say it's a positive or a negative, maybe it gives a better voice to those that are speaking beforehand. Would you guys mm, say that? Or not really.
0: Personally, I'd say not really, mm. because what what I feel usually happens is this year, whenever say someone like Gary Neville, you know, a white man comes out and says these things, mm. the white people go, "Oh my God, yes, he spoke about racism," mm. and they just go about that. They go back about their day. Yeah. Whereas you know, because again, it's not personalized. He's not speaking on you know something that he has experienced. He's just he's speaking on what he can see. Mm. He's speaking on okay, like as, I mean that's a good thing, you know, as someone who he can blatantly see racism happening, yeah. and he's speaking on it. For if the way I see it is this year, if you're someone who has a problem mm. when a black person speaks on their issues, you not it doesn't matter if Gary Neville says it. You, it's it's not going to be like you know. You're not gonna take it as a you know stab. Yeah. You're not. It's not directed at you. Whatever. You're not gonna exactly. feel uncomfortable or whatever. Yeah. But because of that, you're just gonna like you know go on with your day. Yeah. It, it's not. It's not that important. Like you don't care. Yeah. Because again, Gary Neville has never experienced it. Mm. So like, really, what does he know in terms of racism sort of thing? Yeah. Where it's like he's not blind. He can see it happening. Stormzy on the other hand, or other people like Stormzy, other black people. Who have actually experienced these things can then come and speak about it. Because Dave also said, Dave, um, not the Dave the rapper, but like when we had Dave on the um, podcast for the white um, privilege episode, he did say something. He said racism is not comfortable, Mm. and like we should we should have those uncomfortable conversations. Mm. So it's like it's one of those things. If you're not comfortable with me talking about my experiences when it comes to racism, Mm. that's you're not supposed to be comfortable. I don't want you to be comfortable. It's something that I have to experience. Yeah. So you you don't need to be comfortable. But, you know, acknowledge it. If you're then taking that as an attack to you and then your first thought, like what you feel like, you know, is a right to do is to then jump on a defensive and be racist mm-hmm. while attempting to not be ra- It's It just doesn't make sense to me. Like you're not supposed to be comfortable about it. And the fact that you're not comfortable about it means you should actually try to do something about it. But instead, instead of doing something about it, they just you know deflect. Yeah. So yeah, for me, Gavin Neville talking about it, it is just—he spoke about it, yeah. and everyone moved on. Yeah,
1: yeah, I agree with that as well. I agree with that as well.
2: Yeah, like yeah, like if if you feel, if someone's talking about racism and racial experiences, and you're not a person of color and you're comfortable, then there's something wrong. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. There's you know. The, there, there's something wrong if someone is sort of telling you about their experience of racism and you're you're comfortable sitting there and not feeling some type of way, there's something wrong. And it shouldn't be a comfortable conversation. And there's nothing wrong with not talking about it. There's nothing wrong with sort of not engaging with the topic. The problem is when someone is engaging with it, don't make them feel bad for it. Mm. Because at the end of the day, like if you don't feel like you know you're responsible for it, if you don't feel like there's anything you can contribute to make it better, you don't have to engage. Exactly. But the issue is trying to shut people down for actually saying, "Hey, this is a problem. Let's deal with it." Like, and and that's what there. Sometimes or sometime, there was sometime uh, a while ago with having these very heated debates. Uh, this was back at uni. I can't remember when exactly about the different. Like why? Like I got very annoyed when someone tried to con- um tried to compare the, you know, black or person of color struggle in terms of racism with the, homo- like, you know, the homophobic struggle, the, homo- well, you know, the homosexual struggle, the, you know, the gay and lesbian struggle. And I said, don't try to compare those two. Yeah, because that's,
1: that's prickly. That's
2: very prickly. Oh. That, that, that pissed me off. Because what I said, I'm just like, the, the gay and lesbian struggle is something that white people can identify with. And I can guarantee you, you guys are going to go a lot further than we are anytime soon. Because this is a problem that affects the white community. And sure as hell, if you look at the two situations now, and I can guarantee you that it's easier to be gay than it is to be black or Asian or Indian or, you know, whatever it is. And, you know, so like it, it's one of those, like it, it's it's uh, the, the, the issue of racism. It, it's like the, the sad reality is like how many white people are you going to get around and they'll come around and tell you that I've experience racism to the degree that a black person has experienced it. Mm-hmm. And because that's not the case, like it's never going to, like it's not never going to gather as much, as much momentum as, say, you know, the issue with, say, same sex marriage or the gay and lesbian equality and even the transgender movements that's starting to happen mm. um, because it's not a white man problem.
0: Now, personally, like even with the whole, like, you know, the LGBTQ community and like, you know, the homosexual Thing you're talking about, like when it comes to you know struggles and like all these issues that people experience, I have a problem with when like people comparing struggles. Like there are two completely different struggles. Like even in terms of saying like you know something like white people can identify with Again, if you're not gay or you're not you know within that community, let's be honest. There's only so much you can identify with. Yeah, they might be the same skin color as you, but like you know again, you're not gonna really you're not gonna understand their struggle. So similar to like you know us talking about the fact that if you're not black, you're not, you you're haven't experienced it. You don't know. Yeah, you do know. So, like, people need to stop this whole thing of trying to compare struggle. Mm. It's like, I have my struggles as a black man. He has his struggles as a gay man. She has his struggles as a gay woman. It's two completely different struggles. We're talking about, for example, we're talking about racism. Why are you bringing up homosexuality and then comparing that struggle? Like, why do people do that? Or, you know, we're talking about yeah, homosexuality and you're bringing up that. racism and comparing. No, like, it's two different struggles.
3: Mm.
2: And, then that, that, and that's one very, very um, easy way to shut down someone someone talking when you're talking about something and go, oh, I get it, but this is also my problem.
0: It's like what white people do when you talk about white privilege, you know? As soon as you mention white privilege, they'll be like, oh, no, 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 I have hardships, so I was homeless when I was you know 12 years old. Mm-hmm. But it's like, that's cool. I didn't say you didn't have hardships. Your skin color is not why you had hardships. We're not talking about your hardships. Like, there are so many different types of privilege. Like, I'm a man. I have male privilege.
1: Give a woman.
0: I am straight. I have straight privilege. Like, there are different types of privilege. If we're talking about those privileges, then, let's discuss those. But I'm talking, if we're talking about white privilege, don't come at me and be telling me about how your life is hard because of other shit. Because at the end of the day, your life is not hard because you're white. Mm. My life is hard because I'm motherfucking black. Mm. It's different things. Like, people just need to stop, man. Just separate it.
2: Yeah, it's it's one of those things. Like uh, about white privilege, this lady I was reading this article. I think it was yesterday. One of the ones you put up on uh, on the, in the um on the notes, and yeah. she basically said, "If you have never felt as though someone hates you so because of your skin color, you have white privilege." Mm. That's literally as simple as it gets. If you've never been in a situation where you think the only reason this person is this way to me is because this color of my skin is 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 a certain way then you have white privilege Mm. because i can guarantee you every other person who's not white at some point in your life has felt i'm getting treated like this because i'm this color
3: yeah
0: now there was like a some someone made like this little guide to understanding white privilege on instagram i'm probably going to share that actually and he literally just put it in simple like it was very simple terms and even then i was reading the comments and we were still getting the same motherfucking thing brother like come on it's not that difficult a concept to understand it's
1: I, I think it also comes down to like it's a question it says um yes our skin color at the end of the day it's something we have no control over and a white person doesn't have any control over their own skin color maybe they turn a little bit you know? <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah i think it comes out back to um the question of comfort at the end of the day if someone's not comfortable if someone doesn't if you need your first part of um i guess improving anything is acceptance if you're not comfortable accepting the fact that yes, you have this inherent, again, it's inherent. We're not saying we're saying it's it's there. We're not blaming you for having it. I mean, like you're, look,
0: you're you're reaping the benefits of it. Doesn't mean you're the reason. Like it's exactly, not because of you. Exactly. But at the end of the day, you're still reaping yeah, the benefits. We
1: don't. We don't. There's nobody. I mean, anyone. Look, there are. I've seen, I've seen some black people who get very personal and like saying your mother and father. If they go like that far, yes, they're just they're just being stupid. But no, it's just what we all we're literally asking is. Be aware that this is here, and you know, just accept it, and that's okay. And if you accept it, we're not telling. you Maybe if you're in a position where if you see something happening, maybe if you want to speak up, that'd be nice. It'd be nice to have that bit of support. But we're not telling you. We're not trying to make you say, "Ah, oh, you need to fully understand our experience," because you never will. We're just saying, just accept that there is some inherent, um, there are some inherent advantages that you may have. It's on your skin color. Yeah And then if you do see If you if you put in a position Where you can You know Kind of go against that Or you know Stop those um advantages You know The black community Would appreciate that <laughs> But you know I think yeah it's The acceptance thing Unfortunately Not everybody's rational Like I am Or other people are And some people When they get told Ah oh, you have an advantage. The first one they want to say is, no, I don't have an advantage. As you My were saying, life you know? has been hard. Exactly. We're not saying your life hasn't been hard. We're just saying that, you know, everybody, get, God rolls the dice at the beginning when and everybody's made and, you know, we just got our colors and you got yours. That's it. So, you know, if you go to, if you go anywhere else, if you go to Africa or something, maybe you'll be a bit different. I don't know. But, you know, unfortunately in this country, it's something that's there and you have to deal with it. So, yeah. Please, if you are, we're not again. We're not attacking any white people or anything. It's just saying that yes, there is something there. Acknowledge it and accept it. That's all you got to do. That's all we want from you. From the beginning, and then if you choose to push it, push it any further to stop any injustices happening or any inequalities that you may see, that would be good too. That's all. <laughs> that
3: would be good too. <laughs> <laughs> it's, really I'm, not I'm, difficult. Yeah,
1: I'm not, I'm not telling anybody to go out there and be like mega. You know, some people just when they're like, ah. Oh, when you talk about like, you know, the black struggle, they're making it sound like we want white people to go out there and be shouting out like this is unfair. It's like, what, what? no, it's it's okay. Like it's there, but the best thing you can do for us is literally just to acknowledge it and then make actions to stop it from happening. Mm. We don't need you to be out in the street or shouting and like, you know, blaming anybody for this, that, and this. You just you're just wasting your breath. You know. Keep it in your <laughs> chest for this one. Keep this one in your chest.
2: Loud, loud, loud. Well, yeah, that's that, man, with the whole privilege thing, with the whole, like, you know, being able to talk about racism and not feeling as though you're guilty of it, it's just, like, there are a lot of white people that can, like, you know, like, I've met a lot of great people who are white who are able to talk about it without being dismissive or being condescending or, you know, trying to disregard, you know, the concern, it's just, because it's not as though as, as a man they are also offended, like you were saying I have ad- certain advantages that some women don't have, and when women are talking about it, my job is not to then sit there and go and try to diminish it or try to tell them to you know if they don't like it so much, go and get out of the earth exactly <laughs> you know it's like it's like a woman talking about sexism and go oh, if you don't like it you go to a different planet. like it's, it's, it's there are characters out
0: there that can you know give you a dig
2: <laughs> that's get, that that is yeah. true that is true. <laughs> It's crazy. So it, it, It's just like it's, it's one of those situations where we have to sort of sit down and realize that, you know, just because, you know, you're not the perpetrator of something doesn't mean you can't make it better. So that's, yeah, that, yeah. That, that's as far as it, goes when it comes to white racism and white racism, <laughs> white <religion laughs> and ah, racism. white
1: racism, let's start. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah,
2: no, nah, uh, exactly. That, that's where I stand with it. Yeah, no, that's pretty good. You don't have to be a perpetrator to be to to to, to be the the to be part of the problem solving team. Mm. You don't go to court and you don't see a judge like you know, For instance, when there's been an assault victim, you don't see the judge sending the victim to the perpetrator and saying, and it's asking to treat him." No, <laughs> but <laughs> just because you're not the one who is offending doesn't mean you can't help the, the victim.
3: Exactly. That's exactly. just what it is.
0: Yeah. yeah, 100%. Now, honestly, yeah, it's been a great chat. And just to round up, man, majority of this was about, you know, the media and just how mad they keep moving. Madness.
1: <laughs> like,
2: honestly. Let, let
1: it try. <laughs> but the,
3: the,
2: the problem is that the media, the media just tries to sell whatever they like. Like, the no controversy brings the brings the market. Controversy brings <laughs> the... Uh, 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 controversy. Uh, uh. Controversy, controversy always brings, um, <laughs> always bring you traffic. So they they make things as controversial as they possibly yeah. can. This mm-hmm. is one of the perfect examples. Somebody saying the UK is 100 racist, like we all know he didn't say that. And but again, keep the
0: well, thing is like we know, yeah. But most people, <laughs> when that shit they they just took it as what it is, and boom, jumped out in all their race. And that's why I said, you know personally, I think it's actually a good thing that that got misquoted, mm. because it just showed them, like, it just showed you all these people, and again, one more thing that probably should have touched on here is this whole idea that, um, just because you know, a place or a person is not as racist as another place or another person, it's a good thing, because um, I think Dave, actually, actually you know, in the song, in his, like, you know, last verse, he actually touched on that as well, and he was like, you know, the... The least racist is still racist or something along the, along those lines Yeah, yeah It's like I mean just that. because Because again with the whole Stormzy thing When Stormzy said you know the UK was you know racist Some lady She's somebody in the UK I don't know apparently she's a prominent figure or whatever But um She made a tweet she was like Oh and I just you know I just made a post About how the UK Is you know one of the two Least racist countries in Europe In mm. Europe mm. And then, you know, but like, it wasn't even like it was a positive. actually let me read what she said. She was like, oh, yeah, I just made a tweet about how the UK is one of the, you know, two least racist countries in the UK. And she said this, you know, the UK is 100% racist stuff is inflammatory, negative, and such a distorted picture. And I'm just like, okay, that's nice. Yeah, but this man is telling you what he experiences. And you're here talking about the fact that it's the least, it's one of the two least races in the U.K. Manji, it's still racist. The people like, the people that are going through you know that shit, who are suffering the racism or who get the other end of the stick, they're not sitting there going, "Oh shit, if I was in, you know if I was in Italy right now, <laughs> I, it would be so much worse." No, they're still, get, they're still getting racially abused, they're still suffering from racism. Mm. They don't care about which other country has more racism. It's it, like racism is racism. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Like that whole <laughs> yeah. that whole that whole um, narrative is just ridiculous. Because you hear it so many times, man. Like everyone starts going, "Oh, it's so much better here." Even that whole thing about, uh, like you know, the UK offered more to Stormzy than Ghana offered." But, uh, <laughs> okay, that's nice. So, because so is that so is the payment for that racism? <laughs> Yeah. so because it's of that crazy. he should like you know he should endure racism right.
2: that, that logic that logic is wrong on so many levels it's mm. just like it's basically like, it's, like a parent physically abusing their child in general so well I feed you every day so like I mean you can go to the refuge they don't, don't feed you as much as I do mm. but yeah like it doesn't. just because you look after someone doesn't mean you have to treat them bad it's, it's it's crazy like yeah I did this but remember all these things all these good things I like did for you so this you should overlook this
0: that's crazy, man.
2: But yeah, give me a nice shout though.
0: It has, man. Just gonna round this up now. It's been an awesome shot, you know. Oh, love I the. Mean, yeah. It's, and yeah, you guys. This is the you know the last episode in our racism yeah. segment.
1: Po <laughs> it's, been, it's been a
0: great month. Like you know, it's gone for. Well, this is the sixth episode. So yeah, that's, yeah. it's been really good. You know, we've been able to dissect quite a bit. Like, obviously there's still, you know, other things within that thing because racism, honestly, we can make the whole podcast about racism and still not, yeah. you know, touch everything. Like um, There is um, yeah,
2: context, so yeah.
0: much to talk about. But, you know, we were able to talk about a lot of like the main players when it comes to racism yeah. and a lot of our experiences. So, you know, that's been great. It's been really good. And the um feedback has been really positive as well. So I'm glad you guys have been enjoying it. Mm. Glad you guys have liked it.
1: Keep sharing it, guys. Come on. we're. I'm really loving the podcast so far. And, um, yeah, try and push this a lot further as well.
0: Yeah, exactly what he said, man. Share. Leave reviews, like I said. And, yeah, continue to, like, you know, send us messages. Continue to, you know, give us your opinions. And, you know, send us anything you want to know, questions, anything you want to hear us talk about and all of that. Um Next week, we're going to move to the next theme. Y'all are going to have to wait and find out. Um, Yeah, we'll you know let you guys know before the before the first episode drops so you know what to expect but yeah mm-hmm. thanks for you know thanks for coming on the podcast guys Tussin, it's My been a, it's been a minute yeah it's been a little while yeah well yeah, now it's good to have you back on here man and promise as usual Ch- cheers for, cheers for coming on man My cheers guy for the taking top. the time My out
1: guy the top. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: uh, uh. no worries man anytime um but yeah, like, yeah, like, I think I think we've done pretty well with the whole with, with racism. Like you know, at the start, I've never, no one, ever, with the program ever thought we are going to get up to six topics, uh, six sessions, just based on racism. But it's very important to cover all like mm. as many aspects as we can as possible because yeah, just doing one of it is is going to leave so many unanswered questions. So many. I'm sure. The, um, I'm sure the, the the feedbacks and the and the you know the suggestions will will obviously say like after one episode we we'll have ask questions about you know what, like you know other aspects we can cover yeah. and and I think you know the 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 more we talk about it the more the more like like the, the idea is to normalize the 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 possibility of being able to talk about racism without anyone feeling attacked or feeling need to defend themselves just to be able to listen to to to, to the story of other people and. Accepting or understanding that everyone is living different lives and different like we're all we're all going to have different experiences mm. And there's no point trying to be dismissive of other people just because you think Their story or their their life experience has nothing to do with you Um But yeah, like it's been good and can't wait to the next topic
0: Yeah, no, the next one is going to be definitely very interesting mm. But yeah guys cheers for coming on as usual I don't know if you, you're still, you know, mystery man. Is there anything you want to plug?
1: Um, how can uh, the people find you? If uh, you're even look, findable. Okay. Number one, stop sending me Corona stuff on WhatsApp. all of you. Stop sending <laughs> uh, me Corona. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Um, At the moment, I'm still MIA, like from social media. If you really want to find me, um, you can up on messenger for some reason or another. motor show. And, um, yeah, don't worry. When I come back to socials, don't worry. I'll let everybody know. You know, I'm gonna put some work in on Instagram. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, uh. Pray
0: for me. <laughs> All right. And you know, as usual, prom dog, prom uh, doggy dog. You guys know where to find him <laughs> by now. Like, look, you've probably already found him if you wanted to. <laughs> so yeah, no, it's been a great chat, man. And as usual, it's been you know the bias reality podcast. Um, hit us up Bytrelty underscore On Instagram And Twitter Look we're actually trying to start using that whole Twitter thing man Look I've never used Twitter before And that shit is mad
1: Send us some memes it's, Send the memes Come on Look
0: I need to learn how to use that But we're trying We're, we're, we're being more you know We're being more What's the word I'm looking for Active On the socials. Yes. So yeah no, nah, Hit us up As usual like you guys know our DMs are always open So like a, lot, a few of you have you know Been hitting us up in the DMs Continue to hit us up in there. Um, Twitter, bifelty underscore. We have the website ww.biasreality.com. Send us, you know, anything, complaints, reviews, questions. And as usual, you can find the um, podcast episode anywhere you get your podcast, Spotify, Google, Apple, wherever, man. Tune in, radio.com. I have radio, look everywhere. Leave us reviews on Apple and anywhere else that really takes reviews because, yeah, that would be very helpful. And, yeah, once again, it's the Biosphere Alps Podcast. Have a great time. Catch you next week.
1: See you, guys.